It's not much of a secret that I have a home field apparel problem. Even before we started this show, I couldn't even step foot on a new college campus without making sure there was something from that school's home field collection waiting on my porch when I got home. So we are, understandably, over the moon to partner with home field this season to keep Pitt fans comfy, cozy, and stylish at a fraction of the price by using promo code LOYALSONS for 15% off your next order. This discount applies site-wide and with unique vintage collections for every school from Pitt to Bama, Jackson State to Colgate, Michigan, Marshall, Marquette, and both Miamis. There's something for every fan. So whether you're buying for a Pitt fan or for a loser freak, use promo code LOYALSONS at homefieldapparel.com to save big on your next order. Each code applies once per email address, so get those work emails and burners ready. That's homefieldapparel.com. Hello and welcome back to the Loyal Suns Show. That's at the Loyal Suns on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, wherever you do social media. Follow us here. Follow us there for Pitt Sports content you will not want to miss. If you love being undefeated and hating our doozies, arbitrary commitment to conservative play calling and being secretive against bad opponents this is the place for you the loyal sun show a safe sunshiny place for your pit athletics fix brought to you by big shot bobs gentlemen we are the most undefeated team in college football right now after a 45 to 7 thrashing of just an abysmal Wofford team. Those games suck. That was terrible. Like that was not fun. Um, oh, it was it fun was to fun. See, be back in the stadium and could have been more fun. The the game, watching the game itself, that's as much of a chore as watching football can be. Can we highlight a few positives before we get into the why does yeah, Narduzzi yeah. think that we have to run halfback draw every play? against yeah. FCS teams. All right, what positives did we see? We won the game 45-7. to seven. The defense was flawless, aside from a play that was one of the more blatant offensive pass interferences I've ever seen. They yeah. allowed yeah. 51 yards up until that point, and there was no blown coverages, sound tackling, sacks. All the position groups looked good. Number one, the defense came ready to play. There was no breaks in coverage in which the cornerback covering the play wasn't blatantly shoved to the ground when the ball was in the air. Yeah. So that's a plus. 51 yards, that's unbelievable. I mean, that's to be expected. I don't know if we want to hype it up too much, but that's... Yeah. It's a bad Wofford team, like we said. But unlike the offense, there are a lot of guys who we walked away from that stand and said, that guy looked really good. That guy impressed me. Bam Brima. DeAndre Jules wasn't blockable. Dayon Hayes. Dayon had a tackle for loss, a sack, and a really nice play where he covered the flat on a bubble screen super well on like the first two drives. And then Randy Bates was like, you you come here and stand next to me for the rest of the game. We aren't putting any more of this on tape. Yeah, Dayon looked like Dayon should look against an FCS opponent. Um, but I, I think... We've been talking about it all offseason that we 
wondering if he's going to step up and be that guy. I think Dayon's going to be that guy this year. I think he's very well could be in line. Talk to us about his goal of being 10 sacks, 10 TFLs. I think that's very attainable and maybe even an underselling what he could do this year. I mean, he he's a tenth of the way there after like a single drive. Right. Yeah, I, I think the defense looked once again how they should have looked against that team, but um, that no worries there yet, other than the the OPI not being called. Um, but how about offensively? Despite not being super impressed, they had 491 yards as a team. Um, didn't show much, and I think that was intentional. And once again, it was just kind of like a boring vanilla play scheme, but they also moved the ball fairly easily. Um, maybe a little disappointed that they didn't put up more than 45 points. I might be on the opposite end of this argument of you two. I know you two are a big Narduzzi was too conservative, all this, all that. I saw enough from the offense to be okay. We ran the ball at will. The O-line asserted their dominance. Dan Carter was getting five yards a pop by just falling forward. And Phil threw enough passes that looked nice. And he scrambled, threw on the run. I saw enough. I don't want Rodney Hammond tweaking an ankle because we wouldn't see him get six more carries or Bart getting landed on or anything stupid like that. I'm I'm okay with that. Caveat, very slow start. We were pissed off in the first like drive and a half. Are you referring to the audible boos from the entire crowd when we ran a quarterback draw on third and 22 on our first drive this season? Especially considering that like, we only needed 10 yards to be in field goal range, yet they still opted to play for the punt and play field position football. Like, come on. I, totally I don't know. Get... Phil's an athlete. Maybe they were trying to catch him off guard. Pick up a quick 12 with Phil. I don't love punting against Ever. FCS schools. No. That happened more than I would have liked against Wofford with our starters out there. We punted twice, and shout out Caleb Junko, average 46 yards. That is absolutely something I can get used to. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just very clear what they were doing here. And I think it's so annoying and arbitrary. And it's, we love Dews. He's our guy. But this is absolutely one of the worst things about cheering for a Pat Narduzzi football team is you see other box scores like Oregon put up 81 yesterday like Syracuse put up 66 like everybody kicks the shit out of their terrible FCS opponent that they have to pay millions of dollars to come into town and they give the fan base a little something you know throw you bulk up every player's highlight package you know run it up feel good about yourself first week of the season and Narduzzi is so committed to not showing his hand at all that our workhorse running back got five carries uh, i'm not against two I, of them good I, i'm, I I'm against i'm not against that back. at all i i don't think rodney should have touched the ball more than five times I, i'm just using it as an example i'm i'm more than if, if they think daniel carter is going to win a football game which he did uh i'm more than comfortable with that but it's it's more like a 
I think it's more symbolic than anything. Like we threw... I'm going to quote you here, David. Back in the spring, we talked about for the spring game, Hammond didn't play it. Did he play at all in the spring game? He might have had a couple carries. Yeah, Either way, we were saying Dan Carter got the workload because you couldn't injure him if you hit him with a sledgehammer over and over. <laughs> and they, this was the spring game 2.0. This was the fall game against it doesn't matter. You're going to win no matter what. So just let Dan Carter bulldoze his way through. He can't hurt that guy. I'm convinced. I know. And I know my bitching is stupid, but it, it just comes back to the same central point. Every time we have one of these games, yes, it makes sense to not put anything on paper or on film, but I, I wanted a 70 point win for me. I wanted to see Phil throw for 400 yards. And I will say, I do think there's an element to it. That's like, I mean, let these guys get into a rhythm. Let them knock off the cobwebs, because now we have to do that against an FBS opponent, a Power 5 opponent next week, who I'm not saying that this is is something we should worry about, but they put up points against their shitty opponent this week. I'm I'm not worried about Cincy yet, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I I think this is about what we expect. I mean, what did we all predict for our score prediction. I think I said 52, seven would, I mean, I, th- yeah, I think I was at 50, three, yeah. 56 to, to 10. We were all covering on the line Dylan made, which people told us was insane because a real line came out and was 38 points and we made it 44 and a half and they were covering until that push off. It's, it's funny that Vegas hit that line literally directly on the head. Actually, I got it at 37 and a half. So I'll take that cover. Um, a, a, another friend of ours got 38 and a half. So I'll take that W and was throwing a fit to end all fits walking out of the stadium. So yeah, we should release that footage on Twitter. It was great. <laughs> so, so uh, we yeah, talk about I, our bets, our <laughs> sports book bets real quick. Uh, yeah, I nailed the Hammond first touchdown and I, then, Standard issue, Dracovic gets the second one, and that play was awesome. That was awesome. He he fooled the cameraman. He fooled the entire defense. Yeah, Phil Vick looked spry. Dracovic. I forgot we were calling him Phil Vick yesterday. So there was no defensive or special teams touchdown. Bummer. Uh, there was over three and a half players with the sack, correct? Four. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. take that one. Uh, I was the only one that said there would be a receiver for a, get over 100 yards. Wasn't even close. Leading receiver, nope. 39 yards. A lot Jake of McConaughey points. had 39 yards, and Bub Means had 39 yards. And Gavin had 38. Sebo Sebo had 35. Mumpfield, 34. I mean, no one even got above 40. Jake McConaughey is our leading receiver for the 2023 season, as we all predicted. Correct. As, as annoying as – I agree with you guys. As annoying as the conservative play calling was, there were a few moments, and I'd like to specifically highlight the sweet back shoulder throw over the middle to Gavin Bartholomew in the middle of three defenders. That 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 got the juices flowing. That that did what it needed to do. Number nine last year is making that throw. No, absolutely not. Is it just an obligatory, like, take a shot at Slovis anytime we give Dracovic a compliment this year? There's going to be one jab in episode, I think. 
I mean, we could talk about how he's beat Sam Houston State 14 to nothing. Is that two rushing touchdowns, was? though? Yep. I, haven't, I didn't even look at the box score. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he threw for like That's 145 really funny. yards. <laughs> talk about <laughs> playing conservative. 20 for 33, 145 yards, but two rushing touchdowns. That Five was the carries most, for two yards. That was the most Josh Rosen stat line I've ever seen. All right, back to Pitt. Back to Pitt. Um, other cool moments. Uh, continuing the tradition of Pitt just fumbling quarterback sneak snaps and the running back cleaning it up. Daniel Carter scored a touchdown doing what Rom- Rodney Hammond did at least once, possibly twice in the Sun Bowl. Just one-handing a fumbled snap and diving for a first down or a touchdown. Don't know what to make of there being now two data points for that, but it's it's a theme. Let's just I guess make sure it doesn't happen again. Let's not fumble the snaps, but I guess positive that we've been able to clean those up. I think that's more luck than uh, design. So let's let's just not do that. Um, if we're just pointing out random highlights of the game, how yeah. fast did Shane Wabuko look on the end around? Mm. Yeah, David was sitting <laughs> up with his family about 15-ish rows in front of us. As soon as that play happened, we stood up and all just looked at each other. I like, pointed at David. Like, there's whipped your around. He, he looked like the fastest human ever born on that play. It was very validating for us. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, what else we got? Matt Cannon is looking at his chops. Oh, yeah. Uh. I mean, Dracovic was accurate-ish. He underthrew a couple, but 17 for 23 is 17 for 23. I don't know if I said it earlier, but I'm going to say it again. Phil looked comfortable and confident. That's all I wanted to see out of him. He'd get to the back of his drop, make a decision. He'd throw it or he'd move. He wouldn't be a statue in there and he's taking hits. He would get out of the pocket, still look downfield, got through a few reads. I was having PTSD when he wore that really deep sack, like the second play of the first drive. And then the rest of the game, they just couldn't get him on the ground. He was just throwing away defenders. Oh, yeah. They targeted him. They had to eject that guy. (laughs) It was so refreshing to see a mobile quarterback. Just People have made Big Ben comparisons, and I've rolled my eyes because it's like, oh, just a giant fat quarterback. But uh, no, he. There were a couple plays where he was just manhandling dudes and getting, getting like past shoulder off. shrug. Yes, it was. It was reminiscent of Big Ben. Yeah, I. I think after yesterday, I know we've. It's been all off season. Can Phil be better than Keaton? And if so, the offense will be better. I feel fairly comfortable after yesterday and all the stuff we've heard through camp and through the spring that. Uh, the quarterback situation is better than it was last year. He knows how to run Signetti's offense. And I feel I feel pretty good, honestly, about where the offense stands. I think Rodney Hammond's going to have a big year. Um, I think the big thing is just keeping those O-linemen up front healthy. Here's a scenario. What if our offensive line is that good and we can just do the same game plan every week? Just give Dan Carter 20 carries. He'll get like 95 yards and We'll keep moving the chains, baby. What if nobody can stop Dan Carter all year? 
Please don't give me another year where Pitt just does the bare minimum to win every single week. Just strategically does as little as they can to win football games as possible. Please, dear God, no. Just win, baby. So I think we've talked all we can about the game. Any thoughts about that kick-ass fucking tailgate yesterday? How about uh, Chris Bickle stopping by? We, we're we kind of a, a lightning rod for, for the... I mean, obviously, we are the most important pit media members that there are. Um, I couldn't think of another, you know, more pertinent journalist or member of the media that covers pit sports better than us. But, uh, you know, a little bit of a lightning rod of, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of parents of players, a lot of media and, and people are on pit stop by. So, you know, if you got... If you don't have plans on a Saturday, you do now. Yeah, Chris Bickle, man of the people for many reasons. Just firing up Oakland Originals as a whiz song when Chris Bickle shows up. It, I was just like, yeah, we've made it. Here we are. <laughs> I think Chris Bickle saying he liked my, no, my Sopranos video. I didn't make it. Brandon well, Schmore on Instagram made it. I just drove around with a cigar in my mouth for like three hours Chris Bickle saying he loved that video. I was just like, I've done it. I've got nothing left to do on this earth. I bet we could get him to hide when he inevitably inevitably pays for and builds new pit stadium. I wonder if we can get him to like sneak a still shot from that video somewhere into like the the graphics, the banners, or just like bury it in the cement so that you are forever a part of the story of pit football. How about I the know, wings? I, I think if we keep getting feeding them big shot Bob's wings, I think we might be able to just like get uh I don't know, get ourselves get ourselves like our own seats, like specially designed seats in the stadium. Those I say we shoot so high. Dylan, that's the best idea I have ever heard. Just do everything possible to get like tricked out recliner sofas in the new pit stadium. Put that, put that in the notes, the shared note, put that in the shared note. Yeah, no, the, the wings were great. It, it was, it was the rare, like flawless tailgate for us. where like, there was a ton of food, didn't run out of beer and the tailgate TV worked. And we watched Deion Sanders, unfortunately look awesome as a head coach. We're not talking about that. What were your favorite wing flavors? Dude, the Quip Six is so good. Low Low Broski is unbelievable. Mm, Black Magic was pretty good, but I think Quip Six is st- is still my favorite of all time. It's, uh, yeah. So with that being said, anyone who didn't come to the tailgate yesterday, please stop by. Like, I know we put it out there and say, you know. Look, look for the flag. Seriously, we want people to come by. It's fun meeting everyone. Uh, a who's who of pit fans, pit boosters, uh, pit media. So pit Twitter. Yeah, pit Twitter. So seriously, if, if you're thinking about like, uh, maybe I'll make... Look, we're going to try to be in 1B every week. Uh, if you're tailgating on one of the further lots, you're going to walk by us anyway. Stop by, say what's up, grab some wings, grab a beer. Uh, we're back. We're so we back. are so back. 
That's what it's it all about, baby. It is football season. Wow, that feels good. Oh, my God. On to the Bearcats. Cincinnati, 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 Cincinnati. The River City rivalry. They better have the trophy. They don't have the trophy. We riot. At a wheel, right? I'm looking for it right now. Yeah, the paddle wheel trophy. Ooh. Side note, let's make our own and have it in the gold lot. Oh. Can't be that hard. I'm it's scared. 95 pounds. <laughs> Dudes will be lifting it up with one arm. That's really excessive. That feel, Yeah, that feels a little <laughs> unnecessary, but. Well, we'll, All right. we'll have plenty of time to talk about Cincinnati um, Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, which is probably a good transition to let the listeners know um, we are changing up our format for the 2023 season. We will be releasing two episodes per week. That is double the Loyal Suns coverage. Um, what we're going to try to do is have something out early Sunday, a game recap. Um, we attempted to do. Well, I won't give it away yet because I, I still think it's a really cool idea that you guys will enjoy. We just had some technical issues yesterday because we did not attempt once to iron them out before trying to do the damn thing. But um, we will have a game recap every Sunday. And then on Wednesdays, we will release uh, basically clean up to a preview of the next game. Uh, get journalists from opposing schools to come and talk about them. Uh, other guests, players, um, and then, you know, just general discussion i don't know you've listened to our podcast you know what we do little sun stuff little sun stuff so uh get excited for that um and uh i know we look on twitter and instagram look on twitter and instagram got a lot of great videos we did some trivia we did some uh interviews we did all kinds of stuff from the gold lot and on the way to the stadium so if you're in those videos stay tuned if you weren't come by we'll find you next week maybe Dylan played a game of name random Whippeal legends with the Post Gazette's Mike White. That was great. So a lot of a lot of really good stuff coming to you guys. Dylan, want to take us out? Yeah, um, I'm still hurting from yesterday, so let's get out of here. Uh, Pitt's undefeated, fellas. We're one and zero. On to the next week. Uh, it's great to be back. Football season is back, as always. Hail loyal sons of Pittsburgh.